don't try to perform at a 10 and you've been practicing like a six all year. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. Merry Christmas, party people. This is episode number 143. Not sure if there's going to be a 144, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Today, Taylor Swift actually inspires the quote of the week. Taylor was quoted about her preparation for the Eras Tour, and it's not too far off from what cheerleaders actually need to do to shine on the competition stage. We also have two new segments today. First, we're introducing Wisdom Walk, advice from coaches and parents who've been there and done that. And Coach Donovan shares a powerful piece of advice for coaches for creating a meaningful experience for the athletes. And then finally, we get into the Let's Talk Cheer Ranking Roundtable. We've got the top five cheer teams in the country based on the committee votes. And trust me, there are definitely some surprises on the list. Where did Senior Elite end up? SC Fearless had the highest score across the country this weekend. Where did they end up on the list? Stick around to find out. But before we get into that, if you are new, welcome to the show where we are bringing cheer education and entertainment to both coaches and parents alike. And when we can, bridging the gap between the parents and the coaches. New episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcast. Quick shout out to Claire who helps us stay on top of things on IG. Shout out to Jenny who edits the pod. Shout out to my mother. Love you, mom. Shout out to Sheila, Robin, Chanel, Tamara, Pablo representing for all the cheer dads out there. Our mate, Michelle. Shout out to Mike, the lean, mean, coaching machine. Shout out to Adam, Casey. Shout out to Melissa from the Sweet Miss Bake Shop. Be sure to check her out on IG. Shout out to Lauren Clark. Shout out to Bode. Say hi to me. It's my birthday, Beal. Shout out to Erica, Austin, and our newest supporter, World Class Cheer. Again, everything donated goes towards giving you a better listening experience. So if you want to help support the show financially, there is a link in the show notes. But if you're looking for the best free way to support the show, the best free way is to share this podcast. Simply share it with another person who loves cheer just as much as you do. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone is a cheer mom who represents all of you parent listeners out there and asks the questions that you guys have at home. Don't be less when you can be more. Be more what's good. Oh, a lot of things, Jason. A lot of things. You know, we're it's the 22nd, so we're just a couple of days away from Christmas. Coming off a great weekend at American Grand. I seriously love that competition. I know I've been saying this since the first time we went in 2021, but I really do love that competition. And, you know, there was I love the competition, but there was in my household, there was some sad parts about that competition Mm -hmm. for me and my family personally. So for 
our listeners, Kinsley had to have emergency surgery on Tuesday before the competition to have her appendix taken out. And so that was really sad. So she didn't get to compete at American Grand. That was the crappy part about it. But other than that, that is such a great competition. Good venue. I like give them mad props for the way they run the parent viewing section. Every competition should take notes from them and every competition should run it that way. So there you go. Yeah. So back to Kinsley, I think Wednesday morning or Tuesday morning, I wake up to an email from you just says, you know, Kinsley's been throwing up and she's not feeling well and, you know, she's just not feeling well. And then Ashley had been corresponding with you mm-hmm. and then and then you guys find out it's appendicitis and she's getting surgery. And we're like, she's getting surgery like right now? <laughs> so she gets surgery, right? Lynn is devastated. So she doesn't go to practice that day. So, you know, we're kind of at practice like, yo, all right. And the kids are like, is she going to be okay? I'm like, I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, so that was crazy because it like the team was like really concerned. Like, you know, you know, you don't just hear about your your teammates just going into surgery randomly like that, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, that was Tuesday. We had really, that happened Tuesday. So we practiced Tuesday. I practiced Thursday. And then we're off to Grand. And originally we didn't think that Kensley was going to go. Like Kensley, like, no, you know, Ryan's going to stay home with Kensley. I'll take Rylan. And then we'll go like that. And then Kensley was at the competition. So we wheeled it around in the wheelchair. But yeah, that was a pretty scary event. So how are you dealing with that? How are you doing? And how is she doing right now? She's doing good. She went back to school on Monday and we kind of gave her the option of do you want to go back to school or do you not want to go back to school? So she's she's doing really good. I haven't been through this type of situation before where my kid like breaks a bone or gets hurt and is out from competitions. I have we have absolutely never been through this before. So when I tell you that she was devastated, she was bawling laying in the ER because all she wanted to do was compete. She didn't care about surgery, but all she wanted to do was compete. And she's like, Coach Ashley's going to be so mad at me. And I was like, no, she's not. She wants you. Mm -hmm. She's going to like feel, hopefully you get better. So I honestly, the only thing that really could calm her down at that moment was I'm like, do you want me to call Ashley so you can talk to her? And I Mm -hmm. called Ashley. She talked to her. And then she was like, okay, like I'm good. Like I'm calm, you know, and then we had the surgery and there was a couple bumps in the road. Her appendix actually did rupture. So, you know, the, the bile and things that are in your appendix, you know, they got out. So she had to stay a little bit longer to do antibiotics, but she did get to come home. She did get to go to the competition and you know, I'm sure parents are going to say like, I would never take my kid to a competition after that. But she was doing fine. And we didn't make her walk around Las Vegas. You know, we had her in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So she she was good. She was a really good sport about it. I think it helped her get to get through it that she got to be there for the competition to cheer her team on. And, mm-hmm. you know, you and Josh and her coaches, you know, making her feel included, even though she wasn't on the mat, I think really helped her. So mm-hmm. she's, she's doing good. She's fine. And she's She's like determined to be back on the floor for Indy. So she's doing everything that she needs to do for that. Yeah. This kind of turning into an interview for you, but lots of parents who go through, I don't even want to say season ending injuries because this isn't season ending, but just go through like injuries like that. And the kid isn't able to compete and the mom just feels devastated or the parents feel devastated for the athlete. So, you know, just whatever you experienced just now, is there any advice you would give any other families who go through this same or just having an injury where the athlete isn't able to compete? Any advice you can give them looking back on it? If I could say anything, I would just say be positive for your child. I guess lucky for me, I have two athletes. So, you know, 
I still had to be like positive for the other one, but mostly just be positive. And if you are able to continue to go to the competitions and cheer your team on so your athlete still feels included and part of the team, I would definitely do that. Because like I said, that really brought Kinsley's spirits up. And I know her team was worried about her and the amount of calls and text messages and gifts and get well wishes that she got really like lifted her spirits. But Mm -hmm. truly, I think it was being able to be there for her team. And, you know, call me crazy, but she got out of the hospital on Thursday and she was like begging me and her dad to please let her go sit and watch practice on Thursday night. And we did, you know, she did just sit there, but I think it's just letting them still be involved because once there's an injury, whether it's season ending or not, and they're out for a little bit, it it takes a lot away from them. And I didn't realize how much it did take away from them until this happened. So I just being there, letting them still be part of the team helps them, I think. Good stuff. And now I'm going to throw this out there to the coaches because, again, I'd say this a lot, but coaches, we always feel like all the bad things in the world are happening to us, right? Like, oh, this happened. And at the end of the day, like, these things are happening to all of us, you know? I ran into another coach who, like, I was like, hey, how, you know, this is a Friday evening. Hey, how are things going? She's like, oh, we had a kid who had appendicitis and she, you know, she had to do this. And, you know, she's just like, woe is me. The world is crumbling around me. And I was like, oh, we just had the same thing too. She just got a surgery. Yeah, you know, and I feel like we want, like, we just feel like all the bad things in the world are happening only to us. But the reality is they're happening to all of us. So it's not about what happens to you. It's about how you deal with it and how you respond. E plus R equals O. Event plus response equals outcome. Events happen to all of us, right? You get a flat tire, kid has emergency surgery, kid breaks their thumb, whatever the case may be, another kid quits. Events happen to all of us. We get to choose how we respond. We can respond with negativity, positivity. We can crawl in a hole somewhere and give up, or we can go down swinging. And the reality is, how you respond really determines the outcome of the situation, not necessarily the event. So all coaches out there, things are going to happen throughout your season. And I hope you have a, a smooth season. I truly do. But things are going to happen where kids have emergency surgery, kids quit, kids break their ankle. You know, they change the rules on you for whatever reason. But you've got to be able, you have to be able to respond to the situation. I thought Junior Blue did a great job responding and, you know, getting out there and making it happen. So Definitely. anyway, real quick, in case you can't hear. My voice is done. I'm feeling slightly under the weather. You know, I'm going to try. I'm powering through mm-hmm. for you guys. But yeah, um, so real quick, I do want to say this. Guys, stay tuned because I'm super excited. We have two new segments in this episode. Attention, cheer parents. I always say this. If your athlete is going to maximize their potential, it takes more than just two days a week at their cheer practices. So getting extra reps in at home is a great option. At TumbleTrack, the ultimate destination for top quality cheerleading equipment, they understand the importance of safety and skill development. Their wide range of at-home products are designed to help your young athlete perfect their skills and build their confidence. Give your child the gift of practice, progress, and passion with TumbleTrack. Visit their website at tumbletrack.com and explore their fantastic range of products and make your cheerleaders' dreams soar. Link in the show notes. Two new segments, Wisdom Walk and the LTC um, Ranking Roundtable, where we're actually going to rank cheer teams 
in the country, the top five tier teams in the country. Super excited for that. Um, and we have a special guest coming on during that segment. So stay tuned for the rest of the episode. But yeah, and then we got some 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 normal stuff, the quote of the week and all that good stuff. So B, American Grand. You liked American Grand. Tell us about it. Well, it's at a very nice hotel for us. So it was at the Mirage. And, you know, I really feel like just the experience at the Mirage, they really try to keep the cigarette smoke down as much as they possibly can. I noticed a big difference this time that you know, they are trying to filter that air through and do all those things because I know it really can irritate some parents and or athlete. Nice hotel. I mean, great venue to the the hall that they had it in. Plenty of seating. The announcer was loud. And, you know, my biggest thing, parent lineup. It was so organized. I mean, it was so good. You know, they had like four or five like priority viewing lines to get the team's lined up spectators lined up for it i mean and it literally is like herding cattle you know they're in they're out but the way they did it was so organized you don't see people i never once saw someone arguing over my teams before yours or you know you're behind Mm -hmm. us things like that no that guy i don't know who the guy was that was running it both days he had that perfect if i could say one bad thing about it was, you know, there's usually one way in, one way out for the parent viewing. And it seemed like, you know, there there's grandparents that come and watch and, you know, little kids and parents with strollers and things like that. Um, I feel like that was a big enough venue where they could have opened it up from behind mm-hmm. to let parents, to let other spectators walk out behind and not just, you know, one way. Because at I mean, both days for us, it was like, okay, you're next. So we went and lined up and then that team was done. And, you know, they're like struggling to get out. So our team's already out on stage set and we're just barely getting to walk in. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if they opened it up a little bit to where, hey, here you can walk out two ways from the back and then one way from the side would have been, you know, I think a lot better. But that would be the only negative thing I could say. And I don't even really consider it negative. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I thought Grand was a great event. I really did. I used to love it. It used to be one of my favorite events when we were at PCM. Absolutely loved it when we were at PCM. Always look forward to going to it. It's a good event. and I feel like it checks all the the boxes, or at least it did back at PCM. It had good-sized divisions. It was in a good city. You know, it had the venue was nice. The hotel was nice. The, the city's a great city, right? So I had all these things organized, had everything. COVID year, you know, I've said this plenty of times, but wasn't feeling it COVID year. And I was like, man, this just isn't the same event that it used to be. But, you know, we want to go to give it another shot this year. And I thought it was, it was great. It really was great. And they brought back, I've been begging for this forever, that Varsity brings back the screens on the side of the, on the side of the mat where the routine is actually streaming the same time the kids are out there. They brought that back. So that was fantastic. That's super cool. Cause as the kids are performing, I'm not even watching them perform. I'm just looking at the screen, trying to make sure our timing is good. And, you know, just so I can see that full view, like the way the judges see it. So that was super cool. Glad that they brought that back. We'll see if it happens at any other events we compete at this season, but absolutely love that. And I'm thinking about, I want to do this. I want to do bonus episodes where I just completely review the event, where it will just be the American Grand episode. And I just talk about the pluses and minuses of the event. So if there's, you know, coaches out there, owners who want to go to the event and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I want to check it out. You know, they'll have firsthand experience of what the event was like thinking about doing that. So um, feel free to stay tuned. Also, party people. I mentioned this last week. I was like, guys, I'm going to get it up. I'm going to say it, so I'm going to get it up. The Code of Points cheat sheet. 
Guys, the code of points cheat sheet. I mentioned this in last week's episode that I would have it up. I did, in fact, get it up. So it is in the show notes in the description. So go ahead, click that, guys. And I had to use it twice this weekend, three times this weekend, where we get our points back. And this is a code of points cheat sheet. Basically, you're able to script your routine because in the routine, for parents that don't know, you have to do a certain amount of everything. And let's say for Junior Blue, we have to do 10 uh, switch leg back walk over back handsprings. And then we have to do, or maybe we have to do 12, 11, maybe it's 11. We have to do 11 switch leg. No, it's 18. So it's nine. Sorry. We have to do nine switch leg back walk over back handsprings. And then we have to do 10 back walk over back handsprings. Right. And then we have to do uh, 18 kids need to be in the jumps. Right. And so it's a script so that we know exactly how many athletes are in each section the way it's organized and we have it done for the whole routine. And if we ever don't get our points back for a particular section, we're able to pull that up and then, you know, challenge an AccuScore. But when the, when we didn't get our points last year at AccuScore, we would be completely lost. It'd be like, man, we got pull up the V. Like, I know we have enough kids, but we didn't know what section they were talking about, why we didn't get our points. And so I say this a lot during the act in the video walkthrough that I do of it, but it lets you attack that that paper confidently because you know exactly how many kids you have where, what kids you don't have where. And if a kid is missing, you know if you need another kid to add into it or if you're okay doing it the way you're doing it right now. So anyway, that is up. It's completely free just doing it because I think it's a good tool that could really help out coaches. So link in the show notes, link in the description. Definitely be sure to get that. So, but yeah, American Grand, I thought it was a good event. And yeah, our next event, we got Indianapolis. So excited for Indy. You got, you know, going to make it happen. You ready to get to a break? Yeah, sounds good. All right, here we go. We'll get to a break. Then we'll come back with the uh, quote of the week. Gym owners, do you find yourself working 100-hour weeks? And then did you know that being underpaid and undervalued is the number one cause for owner burnout? The business coaches at NextGen, some of my good friends, can help you get out of that rut. They, in fact, are gym owners themselves, so they've been in your shoes. The NextGen coaches work alongside gym owners to help them grow their programs and build their profits. So if you want to learn more about how Next NextGen can help you. Book a call at nextgenowners.com. And we are back. So we're heading to our quote of the week. And today's quote of the week is by Taylor Swift. Shout out to all the Swifties out there. Shout out to Taylor Swift. All right. This is actually a really good quote. I really, really like this quote. This is Taylor Swift on training for the Eras Tour. Every day I would run on the treadmill singing the entire set list out loud. Fast for fast songs and a jog or fast walk for slow songs. Then I had three months of dance training because I wanted to get it in my bones. I wanted it to be so over-rehearsed that I could be silly with the fans and not lose my train of thought. I absolutely love that. Guys, you guys know me. I got to read it again. It's so good. Every day I would run on the treadmill singing the entire set list out loud. So every day she's on the treadmill singing the entire uh, set list out loud. She'd go fast on the treadmill for fast songs and a jog or a fast walk for slow songs. Then I had three months of dance training because, and this is a part I absolutely love, because I wanted to get it in my bones. She wanted it 
in there. She wanted it in there, right? Where there's no other way for her to mess it up. It's the only thing she knows. I wanted it in my bones. I wanted to be so over-rehearsed that I could be silly with the fans and not lose my train of thought. Man, here's why I absolutely love this. Because kids feel like that they're going to go to practice and they practice at like a seven or an eight and they feel like at competitions, they're going to try to take it to a nine or 10. And when they try to take it to a nine or 10, they try to take it to a place that they don't usually practice at. They lose their train of thought. And we just had this with um, Senior Black at our, not American Grand, but in Pomona. Day two, we're like, all right, guys, we really got, um, you know, let's bring it today. Let's step up the competition. I kind of felt like we were a little boring yesterday. The kids are like, okay, coach, we're stepping up. And they're trying to add in more performance. They're trying to add in another layer of performance. And what happened was these kids try to add in their own choreography, right? They try to add, they try to add in their own little choreography, trying to boost up our performance, right? And one kid slaps early, which makes the other kids slap early, which makes the other kids who were slapping on time go, oh man, I'm late. And the whole section was off. The whole section was off. And I go, hey guys, this is why you need to, if you want to perform it, you need to do it like this at practice. You can't just go out there on a comp day and freestyle it and think that you can, you know, make it happen. You, like Taylor said, you need to have it in your bones where you can be silly with the crowd without losing your train of thought. Because if it's not in your bones, right, if it's not happening at a subconscious level, if it's happening at a conscious level, you're not going to be able to focus on two things at once. Your conscious brain does not allow you to focus on two things at one time. You can focus on one thing at one time. And so when you try to add something new and the skills you're performing aren't subconscious, then you're not able to you know, keep your train of thought and do what you want to do out there, right? So those kids messed up that that whole section. The whole thing was messed. I couldn't believe it. I was like, that was absolutely terrible. It was bad. It was bad, bad. I wish, I mean, I do have a video of it, but it was just terrible. But then this quote came out and I was like, dude, this is so good. So coaches, make sure you tell your athletes, you need to understand it needs to be in their bones when they go out there and perform, you know? And one thing I always tell the athletes, always say this, like, hey guys, especially our big events, because I know our big events, they really want to take it next level. So, hey guys, if you guys practice at an eight every day, don't try to be a nine or a 10 today. Just be an eight. The team does not need you to try to be Superman. This team doesn't need you to try to be a hero. If you practice at a six every day, then perform at a six today. We don't need you to take it to the next level. We need you to be the team that you are. Poise means just being you. So don't try to take it to the next level because that's when we make mistakes, especially if you're only conditioned to perform at a seven and then you try to perform at a nine, you're going to gas yourself out and you're going to be winded by the time we get to the elite. So if you want to perform at a 10, then you need to practice at a 10, right? Don't try to perform at a 10 and you've been practicing like a six all year, right? So, you know, but I really, really love that quote. B, any thoughts on the quote of the week? I don't have any, but that was a good one, and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, really good one. Love it. Shout out to Taylor Swift. Shout out to Travis Kelsey. <laughs> hey, he put her on. Yeah. She, I, she was nobody for for um, they met. Are so. you sure it wasn't the other way, Jason? I think she put him on. Actually, I'm giving <laughs> all the kudos to Kanye. Kanye put her on, so shout out. Shout out to Mr. West. <laughs> so should we move right along? Yeah. All right. So a new segment we have right now. Hold on. Let me take a sip of my tea, guys. <laughs> and it's actual tea. It's not like gossip tea. Right. Let me t- let's sip this tea. All right. Here we go. All right. So a new segment. 
I'm super excited about Wisdom Walk, advice from coaches and parents who have been there and done that. Wisdom Walk, advice from coaches and parents who've been there and done that. So basically, I went on to a couple of coaches' pages. I went on to the one cheer mom page I'm a part of. Shout out to Crazy Moms at Cheer. And I just asked, hey, there's a new generation of coaches and parents coming into the industry you as a seasoned coach or parent, what advice would you give this new generation? And we had lots of really good feedback and comments on both of those posts, both in the the parents page, the coaches pages. And so what I want to do basically is just pick one and go, hey, here's, here's what this advice was. Here's kind of my thoughts on that advice. Here's B's thoughts on that advice. And, you know, we'll keep it moving. There's a lot of really good stuff out there. So really excited about this. And this week, we're just going to stick with the coaches. And, you know, maybe next week we'll get into the parent one. But this week, we're on, we're on coaches. We want to start off strong with the coaches. And so this one, there was a lot of really good, a lot of really good advice out there. A lot of good advice. So it was hard to choose from. But we're going to start with the one that was from Donovan Trayvon Harris. And quite simply, he put, it's not about you. Man, such a good quote or piece of advice that it's not about you. Once you step into the coach position, it is not about you. It is about the athletes, right? And their time that they get to spend on your teams and doing the sport. And someone else had put this somewhere in the comments, but they said something like, When I first started coaching, I started coaching because I loved cheerleading. And then I realized that I loved coaching, right? And there's like a difference. I think at first we start coaching, we we start coaching because of our own, at least from my experience. I coached because, you know, there were goals, certain goals that I had as a coach. And it was like, whatever it takes to kind of reach these specific goals, right? I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. But eventually, I'm like, no, this isn't about like my experience in the industry. This is about their experience in the industry. And me as a coach, giving back to the industry, giving back to an industry that gave so much to me as an athlete, right? And so making sure we're giving these athletes just a great experience and a great opportunity to enjoy the sport that I enjoy so much, right? Shout out to Adam Champion because he put something very similar to this. As coaches, we get to do this as long as we want. Athletes have a small window. It's about them, not us, right? And I just think that's one thing we as coaches have to remember. I talked to another owner one time and he said, at some point there was a shift where it was always all about the athletes. And, and this was year, this was like over 10 years ago he told me this where everything was all about the athletes being the stars and then it switched to about the coaches being the stars and the coaches like kind of being the center of attention on everything. As a coach, I think the one thing we need to make sure that we do is keep the athletes at the forefront of of our decisions, right? Like making sure that what we do is beneficial for the athletes, not just a benefit for us as coaches, right? And so I think this is a very fitting one to start off you know, this new segment with is that coaches, the one piece of advice to give you right now is that it's about the athletes. It's not about you. B, hook us up. I was a little confused at first, but then when you started to explain it, it made sense to me. 
And I can really relate to that because me personally as a mom, like it's not about me anymore. It's about my children. And I think that's how it should be. And as a coach, that's how it should be too. Like you are such a huge influential part of these athletes' lives. So molding them and making sure that you are making the best decisions for them, you have no idea how much that's going to help them out later in life and things like that. So that I, I like that. That's a really good one. Yeah. Shout out to Don. Donovan. Was, wait, not Donovan. What's Donovan? Um, yeah, Donovan. Yeah. And then I'll say, um, you know, I tell the athletes all the time, like, guys, I don't need another jacket. I don't need another ring. I don't need another championship. If I retired today, I'd be plenty happy with the cheer career I had as an athlete, as a coach. I don't have anything left to prove in this sport. I really don't. Can no one say anything to me about nothing? I'd retire happily and be very pleased with my career. Everything we do moving forward is about you having your career in this sport and reaching the goals that you guys have. I don't need another championship. I don't need nothing else. I'm plenty satisfied with what we have. This is about you guys. So when the athletes like don't want to work hard, I'm like, hey guys, like this is about you. You guys are the ones who got to go out there on that floor. You guys got to go out there on that floor, you know, stand in front of the judges, stand in front of your peers, right? So this experience is all about you guys, not about me. So really, and a lot of good stuff from the parents, giving advice to the parents. So I'm excited to hear um, your feedback on all that, B. Definitely. Yeah, Wisdom Walk. Super excited about this one. Yeah, but guys, coming up next segment, we've got our Let's Talk Cheer Ranking Roundtables. Let's go. You guys always hear me talk about Sounds Like That, the official music producer of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. Well, Sounds Like That is actually part of a bigger music team, Power Music. Power Music, your number one source for licensed cheer and dance music with over 750 pre-made mixes. These pre-made mixes are perfect for a variety of teams, including half-year teams, prep teams, novice, school, dance, and more, with prices starting as low as 50 $15, say it louder for the people in the back, as low as $15 and full two minute and 30 second tracks are available for just $95. You can easily find the perfect mix for your team, no matter the budget, but that's not all. You can also customize your mix with voiceovers, sound effects, song swaps, and more. With instant downloads available, you can have your perfect mix ready today if you wanted. Head on over to PowerTierMusic.com and use the promo code LTC10 for a 10% discount on your purchase. Link in the show notes. And we are back, as I've been saying all show long, a new segment that I'm super excited for. Ladies and gentlemen, gather around. I have put together a covert coalition of cheer aficionados. Our anonymous committee is so secretive, so hush-hush, that the members of the committee wear invisibility cloaks when they go to competitions. We've got experts from all across the cheer universe, from the West Coast to the East Coast, shout out to Biggie and Tupac, from the South to the Midwest. We've got some of the best coaches and choreographers and thought leaders in the industry participating in this anonymous committee. So we got to make sure we have every cartwheel and every cupie covered. Believe me, this is the most honoring and most honorable segment in all of cheer media. Please, for the first time, we are here with the Let's Talk Cheer Ranking Roundtable and our very first guest, 
please welcome Brendan Matthews. Brendan, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thank you for having me, friend. I'm so glad to be back. Yeah, man. It's super exciting. You know, I wanted to get this thing. I've had this idea for a little bit of time, but I wanted to get this thing, you know, our first time, I wanted to get this thing started off strong. I'm like, who's got to be our first guest to like really set the bar high? And it, it's got to be you, Brendan. So, you know, you're you're well-respected in the industry. You have passion like no other. You're well-versed, well-knowledgeable. And so had to have you on. So thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, man. But before we get into the actual rankings, quick word from our sponsor for this segment. Now, Brenda, I'm gonna ask you a question. You've been in the game for a while. So you've seen designs by Santuan before, right? The yes. ring designs? Yeah, really yeah. great designs of rings. Beautiful. Yeah, he does. He actually did one of our rings back at, you know, or American, our first uh, yeah. summit championship. Yeah, he did our rings. But did you know that those rings are actually brought to life by Evolve? Like they actually manufacture and bring those rings to life. So Evolve, the sponsor of this segment. So with championships coming up, we got Jam Fest, UCA Nationals, NCA, everything coming up. If your team wins a championship, go visit EvolveScholastics.com or visit them on IG, Evolve Champ Rings, and um, you know, get your uh, championship rings from them. Anyway, let's uh let's get into the list. So, Brendan, starting off at number five. Now, just one more time, we have the committee. The committee all submits their votes for who the best teams are in the country up to this point. So it's not who their favorite teams are or who just traditionally is the best, but from, you know, October when showcases started popping off until this last weekend, you know, who have been the best teams. And here go our top five teams. So at number five, we have Cheer Extreme Small Seniorette. Number four, we have Top Gun Revelation. Number three, we have... Top Gun 005. Uh, number two, we have Spirit of Texas Royalty. And coming in at number one, we have Cheer Extreme Code Black. So, Brendan, what did the committee get right? What did they get wrong? Who's too high? Who's too low? <laughs> Listen, one thing I learned is honesty is key. So I'm going to keep it real right now. To me, if uh, I had to pick between those five to sit at the very top, it would be double O. I, their routine is still implanted in my brain from their showcase, even though they didn't even do it to their own team music. They used, I think, Lady Jag's music. And it was still a, a performance that I recall vividly in my mind. Just phenomenal choreography per usual. Skills across the board. The way the routine is formatted, I'm all here for it. So for me, number one would be double O. Keep it moving. You want me to keep going? Yeah, keep going. I would move down number two to probably Revelation. Revelation for the reason of they are they technicians and I'm a sucker for technique and clean routines. Hello, be clean, what's tea? And that routine, again, just those flyers float. It's a complete production the whole time. But that, I think that my biggest thing I remember with them is that just their technique across the board, A to Z from beginning to end is just, it sits at the very top to me out of all teams I've seen in this industry so far up for this year, anywho. Uh, and the other three, I mean, I, I love some Spirit of Texas royalty. I'm a big fan of them because again, clean cheerleading. But as far as like royalty, Code Black and SSX go, in my opinion, these routines are very, very symmetrical, very front to back, uh, side to side. I would like just more dimension and depth and wow moments, like a, unless your technique is like revelation because that is your wow moment in my opinion just i can't even mm -hmm. believe it. like that routine has been bleached so yeah that's i don't really know where to, where to put the the other three but for me it would go double o there we go all right so now let me ask you this there's been a lot of i don't want to say criticism but a lot of chatter about 
the recognition that non-tumbling teams have been getting, or all building teams, right, have been getting in the recent years about the paid bids and, and these sorts of things. So how do you feel about, and our committee is is well vetted. It's not like we have, you know, scrubs right. on the committee, but the committee voted Code Black, a uh, all building team as the number one team. So how do you feel about about that? You see, for me, again, transparency. When when I when I think of a reputable non-tumbling team, and if they're, if stunting is going to be how they emote to the crowd and how they how they tell their story, then I would like to see less skills that are on paper that tell us we have to do this to score a certain amount of points and more originality and manipulating those scores to make them more creative. Like uh, like there are there are a few moments in Code Black's routine that like transitional elements, like the way they like, get the half swing into the invert in their pyramid towards the end, like that... We've seen swings before, but it was nice to see a variation of how to get into an inverted position on that team in particular. But like, I'm just looking for your stunts to tell a bigger story. If stunting is is the is your weapon, you feel me? Like, I just wanna, I wanna see these non-tumbling teams pushing the bar in stunting creatively. I, I feel like we're very close-minded sometimes to think it's a stunting team, so we just have to stunt a lot. Yeah, you do obviously mm-hmm. get your points, but how are you gonna separate yourself from other? teams by originality to me it's creativity in your stunt skills yeah. and how your routine flows so i just i wish again less symmetry it's very front to back it's and clean great shooting beautiful routine it's just i wish there was a little bit more sprinkles of spice and and wow moments in there yeah so it sounds like you're saying code black checked all the boxes 100 they, you know, they, they did everything they needed to do Skill-wise, yeah. but they didn't have like that extra yeah. like Dude, I've never seen that before, right? right? They just had really good, clean cheerleading that checked right. the boxes. Right. There we go. Looking for right, those more another, memorable moments, yeah. There we go. All right, here we go. Another follow-up for you. Sure. Is over the weekend, as of this recording, American Grand was this weekend, so it was December 6, uh, 17th, 18th. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. The highest score of the weekend was SC Fearless, who's right. been, you know, dominant these last three years, I guess, right? <laughs> and they don't make top five. Uh, they did have some votes, but, you know, not they didn't make enough for the top five. So how do you feel about SC not not breaking the top five? You know, I I certainly wouldn't be surprised if they were up there. I you. Their technique, number one, is close to unmatched. And they also have those sprinkles of wow moments that me personally, I'm looking for when I watch cheerleading because that's what makes those teams memorable for me. So again, I wouldn't be surprised if they were up there. I think five is tough, especially for people that are really passionate about cheer. I could give you 55, to be honest with you. You know, There's a lot of really great teams out there. So yeah, it's a little interesting to me. I don't know if it plays into the role of like, people won't vote for them because they compete against them maybe because they're out here just sweeping it up you know mm-hmm. just win after win after win so I don't, I don't know why they're not up there but i wouldn't be surprised if they were they certainly could be a team up there 100%. yeah all right so i got a couple more questions for you now traditionally two most popular divisions in cheerleading typically large all girl large co-ed yeah no large all girl no large co-ed representatives on the top five so you know why do you think that is or what do you do you think they're just not ready at this point in the season you think we might see them eventually or what your thoughts behind that listen <laughs> I was also surprised not to see senior elite up there. And I don't know if I'm being unfair here, but when it comes to senior elite's routine, they got me. <laughs> they do have mm-hmm. great spices of, of creativity and originality here and there. I mean, their pyramid, they've got three different elements in there I've never seen before. Their stunt formation moving hand in hand with their legs open in that circle. It, there are just moments in that routine 
on top of the musicality as well. The crowd is our, like, stop it. That routine is phenomenal. It's it's really, and it tells a great story. So that, that's what I'm talking about. When I, I want to see more routines, like reading their book to us, their struggle, their their story. I want to know, like, what separates you from everybody else. So I was a little, I was a little surprised to not see any large singers up there. As far as large co-ed goes, same thing. Like, I love this this theme for for Spartan that Top Gun is doing the whole playing into the uniforms and stuff like I absolutely love the the whole concept that that is another one to me that is really interesting not to see them up there I would not be surprised to see both TGLC and Senior Elite up there because those two large teams to me would be the top of large Senior Six and large co uh, Six excuse me there we go yeah, All right, here we go. Last question for you, Brendo. Now, you kind of rearranged the top five for me and said, no, I'd put this yeah. team here. I'd put this team here. But do you think any team got left off the list that you think you personally, um, and I always say got left off the list, but who would you have put on the list personally? Hey, not because my best friend choreographed it, but Max Senior Stars, another one where the musicality plays into the routine. And every two beats or so, I'm, I'm being surprised by something that's not just original, but that is excellent executed very well, which from my experience, quick story, like working with a company like Action Spirit under Ray Jasper for 15 years and creating such such innovative and, uh, well, creative stunts, very, you know, it's to teach those and then make drills so the kids can pick them up and iterate it and give it back to you, reciprocate it, is just brilliant to me. So to see all those creative moments in Max Senior Star's routine and see how many of them are is also like a testament to me on on how those kids and coaches work together. I know this is probably way more, you know, information than what we need, but like Max Senior Star's routine, it just, I remember it vividly beginning to end in my mind. It's well executed. It tells a great story. And there's just a lot of moments in there that really make me like perk up when I watch it. You feel me? Uh, yeah. Another one would be Stingray's Electric. Stingray Electric's routine is, uh, I was just telling my friend, actually, I feel like I'm at a music festival. It is so much fun. Every, every, Everywhere I look on the floor, somebody is having a great time doing some sort of choreo, whether it's just like gimmicky or cheesy stuff. It doesn't matter. This is cheerleading. Hello? Cheer. Make us happy. And it is just jam every two counts. Every two counts, there's something in that routine. And it is so much fun to watch. Great choreography. There you go. Brendan, yeah, you've man. been absolutely phenomenal i couldn't oh. i couldn't have hoped for this segment to gone any better the first time through so thank uh, you so much jay yeah thank you so much and guys we'll catch you again next month when we follow up who the best teams in january are yeah there we go five six seven eight we're out what up party people this is jason larkins host of the let's talk cheer podcast and i've teamed up with Kristen wheeler of the cheer mom podcast and dan cotton of the cheer biz podcast that's right hey everybody Kristen here we know that you love cheer so why not dive into more perspectives tune into my podcast the cheer mom podcast for cheer issues spoken from the parents perspective then head over to dan's podcast the cheer biz podcast to learn from a gym owner on how to run a successful cheer business. And of course, don't miss the Let's Talk Cheer podcast featuring Jason Larkins, the one that we all know and love, where they talk about cheer from a coach's perspective. Which means whether you're a coach, a cheer parent, or a gym owner, we've got you covered. Find all three podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stay tuned for new episodes each week.